Welcome to 24 Karat Conversations with Phyllis and Rhonda, where two best friends decided to start a podcast on real women, real friendships, and real issues. Our mission Bible verse is Job 23.10. Yet he knows the way I have taken, and when he has tested me, I will emerge as pure gold. We want to encourage, inspire, and offer hope in a world where life can seem to be unrealistic. Be a support for you to cheer you on as a wife, mother, daughter, sister, and friend. Most of all, you get to relax and laugh with us about all things women. Plus, we like all things sparkly. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Hello, 24 Karat Tribe. Welcome back. We are so excited. This is part two of our interview with Tony Julian. And if you didn't go listen to part one, you need to go back and listen to it because it was amazing. Yes. But we discussed her life journey on that episode, and now we want to discuss her business journey. So, Which is right in Rhonda's wheel. I know. <laughs> I, know. I, I can tell she's done. like, ah. <laughs> so many questions. <laughs> You're frothing I know, a little bit. Right? <laughs> So when I heard her speak at this woman's event, she shared about her business, but she's had many businesses. So I'm super excited to hear about her journey. And so I want you to just tell us about your serial entrepreneurial journey. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, it's one of those things where, where I am now looking back, I had all of these different businesses that evolved in different ways. And if I were to look forward, I would never have thought that that journey made any sense right? <laughs> right. <laughs> at all. But looking back, each one of those things helped build a foundation for what I do now, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. just gave it so much purpose. So even if people are not thinking that they have this clear entrepreneurial path, or even if they're not entre- entrepreneurs, just in, in their regular career Jobs. working mm-hmm. for other companies, like mm-hmm. the, the path is not always clear looking forward. In fact, it's usually not. Right. Very few people know when they're 10, I know what I'm going to do for a living. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? not not any. Uh, well, no, I think maybe not, one yeah. person, but yeah. well, for not sure not when you, for sure when you're not an insurance agent because yeah. most people don't go to school and go, hey, I, I want to sell be... insurance when I grow up. That doesn't so happen. Romantic. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> it's not the sexiest career. Anyway, exactly, exactly. <laughs> no, that's right. awesome because I I feel like a lot of times people are scared to know where to start, and so they just don't start at all, right? Right. Like they, or they won't even if they're in a corporate environment, they won't go for that promotion or they won't go for that, you know, job, the next level up because they don't feel qualified. And so like, how do you overcome that? Like what, what did you, so you started, I know in the last episode, you talked about being 21 and starting your own business. So what happened after that? So let's go back to that. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so that was an advertising agency Mm -hmm. in the heart of Silicon Valley. And I started while I was in college, as I mentioned in our previous podcast. And so that went well for about two years. And then my business partner stepped out. She found a a different position Mm -hmm. that she wanted to Mm -hmm. attain. So that left me like, oh, gee, this partner thing doesn't work out for well because you both have to be on the same page the entire time. And so I did that for just a little bit longer and then decided, you know, my father always said, Tony, you know, if you want to be a really good entrepreneur, go work for the big boys and see how they do things. Learn Mm -hmm. from a company, how they do things right, the mistakes that they made, so you'll be stronger for it. And I thought, you know, that makes sense. And it was right about the time I was getting ready to graduate from San Jose State. So I decided I was at San Jose State, advertising major, and I was actually also teaching advertising, display advertising for the Spartan Daily. I ran, Mm. you actually teach the students, it's a self-taught or a student Student class, class. Mm -hmm. right? So I was selected because I had the highest sales to teach for a semester. (laughs) Of course. 
course you did. <laughs> and I was able to design all the ads myself too. I did all the artwork and all the oh layout and gosh. and all of that. So I thought, you know, yeah, I will. So I was connected with National Semiconductor, this gentleman by the name of Bob Young, and boy, I just I went in for an interview, and he was so handsome that I could barely think. I was just. <laughs> I was like the doctor. Yeah. Oh, like Dr. Rodriguez. Doctor. Gorgeous man. Oh my goodness. And I was just mortified. And mind you, I was very, very shy. Yeah. And I couldn't even raise my hand in class. My heart oh would my palpitate. Gosh. I would just pound if I got called on in, in, in college. And so I'm in this interview and he's he's asking me questions. I thought, oh, how do I turn this around? I said, so Bob, tell me about a, a typical day for you. And he just went on for about 45 minutes yeah. and then he hired me on the spot because he because I was a good listener. Yeah. But I just turned it around. So yeah. I, I spent about five years at National Semiconductor and I was able to learn, like have different positions within there. So yeah. marketing communications, I managed about a hundred different projects at a time from, from videos to promotional materials to PR and technical literature and things. And so... And then after that, I thought, you know, I spent five years there. The The downside of it was at that point in time, I had I got pregnant and I had a baby at that point in time. I was told I could have, I think it was six weeks off. And I said, no, that's not enough. I want, yeah. I want about three months off. So I came back and my office was gone. They took it away from me. My job was no longer there. And my office was wow. longer there. Oh, so I similar to my story. Know, I was going to say that's very your similar story. to my story. Yes. Yes. Wow. So I said, okay, I've tried enough of this big business. Yeah. I don't like it. I didn't see any women in management at all. Yeah. That's funny that you say that because we just got done. Um, so my company does this event. It's called Women Elevated. And we were talking about how you know now. I mean, yeah, women in business are more and more. You know, it's it's more common now. Yes. But it, you know, when you look at the statistics, and I don't have them in front of me, but when you look at those statistics, it's still very low compared to what it should be, you know? And, and I think that's exciting. I think it's a, an exciting time for women because we are starting to move into that senior management level. And that's amazing. So yes. both my two mentors started like at the very bottom, like in the mail room and worked their way up to being vice presidents. And um, so Incredible. it's awesome, right? Like, yes. isn't that an awesome feeling? And I, and I think the thing for women to, to get, I think we're starting to get it, mm-hmm. but all of this like small office backbiting stuff, mm-hmm. like there's not room for that. Yes. Like we need to all support yes, each other. There's enough mm-hmm. of everything in life. Mm-hmm. There's tons of abundance. If we were all just kind to each other, looked out for each other, nurtured yeah. each other, lifted each other mm-hmm. up, like we need that right now. Yeah, men have had their hold on business, on politics. Yeah, uh, and they do enough backstabbing of their own. Yeah, so we they don't do. need yeah. to model that, and we yeah. don't need to step on each other to get where we want to be. Yeah, and if we do it with with grace and love and and kindness, like we we can get there in a much better way. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think right? you know, you, <laughs> tooting someone else's horn is not a bad thing. You know, I think sometimes right. you know I'm, and I know Phyllis and I we very much, our friendship is very much like that because I really do. I believe in her every chance I get, I'm telling somebody about her book. I was teasing her the other day. I go, can you just get me some books on, um, you know, consignment and I'll just put them in my trunk and I'll like pop oh, it up and be like, you want to buy a book? You know, because, because I love what she's doing and right. you know, there's, there's a place for that. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that there's not a place for me and what I do, you know, or a place for you of and course. what you do. And it's like, when we can get grasp that concept, I think right. it's just like, oh my gosh, you're all these doors start opening. Once yes. you grasp that, like if people only realize that the more you collaborate yeah. with other women, other doors start to open for you, for you. So, yeah. I mean, I think 
And that's, you're in the middle of writing yes. a devotional, yeah, I am. which I'm so oh. excited because then I'm going to be selling books out of my truck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my daughter decided to get married in the middle of me writing this, yeah. so oh. everything was delayed, delayed, delayed. So. How rude of her. I know. I'm like, what's wrong with you? Don't you know it's about She's me? She's not collaborating at all. <laughs> it's about me. <laughs> So, yes. okay. So discouragement, where did, was there a time in business that you felt discouraged? I think very much so. So after national and going out on my own, I, yeah. I developed another few businesses and one of them was, uh, a, an interior design firm. And I taught at UCSC. I just, I reinvent myself every 10 or 12 Which years. I think is amazing. I think you have to do that because yeah. I think you can get stagnant. Yes. And, and, I think with any with anything, whether you're a stay at home mom or working at a company, like you can get just stagnant. I'm going chapter. in, and you're in, you know, you're on your exactly hamster treadmill. You know, well, if we're not growing, we're dying, uh-huh. right? Like we need to grow, and I think a part of that mm-hmm. is putting ourselves in uncomfortable situations. Yeah, mm-hmm. like otherwise, we're, if we're just in this comfort zone, we're just kind of we're existing. Yeah, mm-hmm. but really, if we want to thrive and want to keep our brains sharp, is like learn something. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. Just I have to be learning and I have to be creating. That's just mm. like what yeah. what feeds me. Mm. As far as disappointments, I would say that that one situation we talked about in the yeah. last podcast was when I was in college and I started a business yeah. and my teacher wasn't supportive. Like, how could you possibly yeah. do this? I started a marketing communications firm when I was about 31 in downtown San Jose. I hired all kinds of San Jose State people there. I was... The first, literally the first person, I think, in the United States to start a Trecho program management firm. There were a lot of people who were consultants for companies, and they'd go work for HP Mm -hmm. or for Apple or... Mm -hmm. Adapt Tech, all these other companies, and I thought, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do this because at that point I did not have enough money in the bank to pay for the mortgage for mm-hmm. our home, and my husband had just lost both of his parents, so he was very yeah. depressed. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was really it, and we had a, a little, what was she, a year and a half old, a year old, a little baby mm-hmm. girl, and so I thought, boy, I'm, I'm just going to make this work. I know I can do this, so I, I. Uh, called up National Semiconductor, where I used to work, and I said, hey, I'm starting a business doing trade shows. Would you like me to handle your shows? And they said, well, yeah, Tony, I know you haven't done them before, but knowing you, you'll do an excellent job. Mm -hmm. Here's a year's worth of trade shows. Mm -hmm. Like, wow, it's like $120,000 worth of shows. This is back in 1991. Wow. It was a lot of money. So I started doing that, and I started taking on other accounts, and I grew my business to within just a few years to over a million dollars, I was like in the top 5% oh of all female entrepreneurs in the United States. Yeah, there was an article written on you. There I, was. Yeah, and I'm trying to think. I just, I was... Oh. I was stalking you. I forgot about that. Yeah. I was stalking I you, and I saw that there was an article oh, written about you. Oh, my goodness. And you were, I think, one of the top 100 or something entrepreneur. I, I can't right. remember the magazine. Now, I mean, I, I was reading it on you and I should have written it down, but I did not. Wow. I have no idea where that is. Yeah. I would love to. <laughs> I'm going to have to go dig it up and I'll put it on the, the trenches. Yeah. Wow. Please do. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've lost track of that. That would be great. It's so great. She lost track of all of her success. Yeah. She's like, oh, that was yeah. so long ago. So There's long so ago. many more since then. I don't know. I just can't keep track. We just adore oh, her. So yeah. We adore you. Boy, I thank you for that. That's yeah. so great. Awesome. No, I think because, you know, I feel like sometimes people think that the journey to success or entrepreneurship is being successful right from the get-go. But I think there's 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 
a learning curve in those down times. Like I know that when I got laid off my job after my daughter had passed away, I remember thinking, oh my God, this is the, this is the end. Like, right. I, I, what am right. I going to do? You know? And then to, to see it, like if that hadn't happened, other doors wouldn't have opened. And so I think sometimes we just look at the negative piece and we don't look at like, it looks oh man, like it's a end, brand new, this is a new journey. Like, yeah. let's do it this, is. you know? It truly is. And I would say, um, and, and I'm sorry, I know that's, I cannot imagine how devastating that is. I, yeah. I just cannot. I have not personally been through that. Been through a lot of other trauma. And it it is really hard because you have to like look at life with like, these are experiences that are designed to make us stronger. Yeah. I look at all the adversity in my life. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I could look at that and just say, that pulled me down, that pulled me down. Mm-hmm. But each time I'm like, you know what? That was meant to teach me something. And I can choose how I look at it and yeah. move forward mm-hmm. with, with and it's grace. A Right? Like yeah. it doesn't happen overnight. Of course, you have to feel all the feelings. But, yes, you know, if right. you can like sit with it for a while and learn over time, you know, maybe there is something out of this that it can grow, you know, even in right. misery or um, some kind of tragedy, you know, because it doesn't take away from what it was. It's It hurts and it's right. um, it is traumatizing. But, yeah, I think that the people who can just... Um, you know, you just got to take one foot in front of the other and then recreate, like recreate, like, where do we go from here? What are we doing from here? Right. And I think it's okay to feel like the sadness and the disappointment and all those things. I, you know, that all those feelings are incredibly valid. Like you, sometimes I feel like when I feel that way or when I get to that place, it almost drives me to the next level because it's like, I remember what that, and, and I think that's the other part is that I know that and I, I don't know if you could say the same, but for your journey, like all of those bad things, like you look back and that keeps me super grounded. Like oh, I yes. never forget where I started right. and right. those people that, that believed in me before, you know, I ever became, you know, a sales rep. I mean, those, those people are valid in my life. And I think a lot of times people get to a certain place, whether it's in senior management or they become a very successful entrepreneur and they right. forget who helped them to get there. Right. And that's one thing that I, oh, I tell my daughter this all the time. Never forget the people who gave you that first chance. That's right. Exactly. And, and to know, like, I, I just want people to realize that there's always hope. You can always change your situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I mean, I came from a broken home with trauma in the family, mm-hmm. um, I forgot to talk about this earlier, but like someone threw a military scale tear gas bomb on my bedroom window yeah. as in the middle of the night, some right. cra- our crazy neighbors. Yeah. Right. Um, but you know, you get through all this adversity and you're like, Oh, okay. I made it through that. I can, I can be strong yeah. and you can get, get through those things. And everybody that you look at, like we've all been through stuff. It's mm-hmm. so funny. We go through life and we think, Oh, you had a perfect life. Or yeah. You had a perfect yeah. life. And guess what? None of it no. is. But yeah. if we can like, Take that and like feel it and let it propel you. Yeah. Right. And, right. and, and, and you move on person. from it. Yeah. People look at me, they'd never know I've been through that, the right. trauma that I've been through. And I think that's why we just love doing this because we like to share. I think it makes it very relatable when you can listen to someone's story and maybe somebody might relate to you. They might relate to Phil's. They might relate to my story, you know, and it, it's because we all have this journey that we're on and we're in it together. And I think that's yes. the biggest reason why we even do this podcast is because we want people to know you are not alone. Like you, we are here for you. We hear you. You're not, whether it's menopause or entrepreneurship, we're here. We're all in. We're all in. So um, another question I have for you is, have, has anyone ever told you you could not do it? 
Oh, yes. Um, I mean, we know that the professor oh, told you God. you couldn't. And you okay. said, oh, no, I'm going to the dean. But <laughs> I did. I've had a series of people telling me you can't do this. When I started my Marcom firm, it was the first firm in the Valley and throughout the United States where we managed trade shows for a living. And I thought, I'm going to take that experience at National Semiconductor. And I never actually managed the shows myself. I was a Marcom manager. Mm-hmm. So I there was a person internally that did that who, by the name of Frank Court. And so I thought, I could do what Frank Frank did. Of course. <laughs> why not? So I started I started this this firm and like we we became it became huge, right? And so um, what was your question again? Tell me. Oh, just who told you you couldn't do it? Oh, yes. A, a lot of people told me I couldn't do it, especially independent consultants that were out there. They oh. would see like, she, she, I literally, they literally told me, you can't do that. I have more experience than you. I said, I can do whatever I want to do. And so oh, I man. actually opened an office in downtown First, North First Street. I hired people and like I was in that top 5%. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't think that I could do it. Yeah. Uh, but there were just so many people like, you can't do this. You can't do this. Yeah. I'm like, well, well, why not? Of course I can. I'm not, I'm not telling people like, go do something you're not qualified for, right. but, but I knew I could do the work. Well, and you can learn it. I mean, and now, I mean, today we've got Google. So like, we're a lot smarter. <laughs> well, maybe not a doctor. <laughs> I might need a degree for that. <laughs> Phyllis is going to be a doctor. That's her new, that's her new thing. <laughs> Dr. Phyllis. Dr. Dr. Phil, it's Dr. Phil. Yeah, exactly. No, but I mean, there is so much that you can learn on your own, and there's so many like certification courses you can take. I mean, Phyllis right now is getting certified to be a life coach, which is well. I was going to say too, just with what you were saying, is if you're in the genre of what you're working at and you've seen it happen right. and you know how the back end of it works right. just because you don't have the experience doesn't mean that You're it's kind of like being yeah. the secretary no one thinks the secretary oh like, she knows everything. back in the right. day right the receptionist oh she's just the receptionist oh no she knows how to run that whole yeah. office That's because without right. her because yeah. you know what when the photocopy day. machine breaks it's guess who they call yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know because right. I've been one exactly. <laughs> yeah oh so tell us a little bit about your smart fit and female book oh gosh yes so that was so much fun to write. It took three weeks to write it. Uh, it was my Gosh, second book. I feel I feel that, really. I, like, I, I yeah. mean, that just I I kind of. I feel like, like a failure now. Now, wait, now wait. I just use my daughter's wedding as an excuse not to finish mine. So <laughs> my first book took me a year to write. The second okay, book better. comes easier. And I was really motivated because I, I knew I wanted to write it and I knew that I wanted to be able to elevate women. And so when I started writing it, I, I knew what the chapters were. I knew what mm-hmm. I wanted it to be about. And then I was diagnosed with uh, skin cancer. Mm. And it was uh, melanoma. So it's the type that goes through your body. It's not the kind that you can just take just off. Yeah. Oh, right. And so I thought, okay, I'm really motivated now. Right. Mm. So once it was diagnosed and it had been on my arm for like two years and I'd mm. gotten it checked, gotten it checked. And then finally that third, yeah, I said, you know what? This just doesn't look right. I just mm. want it off of me. So they biopsied it. And three weeks later, it came back as, oh, as, goodness. you know, as melanoma. Yeah. So, um, it was just one of those situations where I was like super motivated to, okay, I don't know what's going to happen to me. We never know like how, how long our life is on this earth. Right. So I'm just going to 
get this out as fast as possible. Well, that would motivate you to write a, write a book it in three weeks. It's yeah. like, okay, I, I could maybe have to go through chemo and all kinds mm-hmm. of things. Unfortunately, I did not. They got it all. But, you know, there was they did brain scans and found things in my brain, and then they, they took lymph nodes and all of that. So while I was writing, the, I literally, I was like, all bandaged up, scarred, you know, trying to write this book. And I just thought, you know, I just, I just have to get this out to, to women. Mm -hmm. And it's not just for women. It's, it's, but I felt like women are the best. We're we're such great caretakers in a good way. And we will support our sister and we'll support our husband Mm -hmm. and we'll support our children. And we'll, we'll support our, our buddies from high school or buddies, buddies from college or a neighbor down the street. Mm -hmm. I thought we are the best people to just help by collect and lift people up and be there for them. And so, so I literally knocked this book out in three weeks. My husband would go to work at 8 a.m., 7 a.m. I'd be sitting there. He'd come home at six. I'd still be sitting there writing. Wow, that's and dedication. so it just flowed out of me. It was yeah. definitely, yeah, it was very definitely something that, yeah, it was something that you had to write because it was just yes. easy. And if it was yeah. the last thing I do, right. I'm, I'm writing this book right. that will help us be healthy, help lift us up. There were just, there's so many things in it. And it's like the top three tips in every area from, from spirituality to nutrition, to fitness, to, um, just like everything that, that, that if you just, what are the top things Mm -hmm. I can skim that, that have, has the biggest impact in my life? If I'm a busy, busy person, Mm -hmm. and then how can you help other people around you? And so it was just, it was really fun to write. I self-published it. Um, it was, it was out like immediately. <laughs> it was like, I, I have to get That's this out. Great. I have to get this in, into people's hands. That is awesome. So can you tell us about um, Tony's high performance, your business now? Because oh, yes. I do want to know a little bit about that as well. And she, she brought, brought goodies too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to tell our other people we've interviewed. I got, we got gifts. So <laughs> So anyone that's so, coming yeah. on, if you want to come mean, on, we'll bring take, us a gift. We'll take cash, yeah. we'll yeah. take <laughs> jewelry. I like jewelry. But she brought me today this. It's called Determined. It's a cranberry or- orange walnut bar. And I cannot wait to try this tomorrow. I, I stole the chocolate peppermint one. <laughs> she did. You know what? That is rude. I know. I that is rude. my favorites. And I said, Morbondo can have I went these. to the bathroom and I came. I got the cranberry yeah. orange walnut. But you know what? I, told, I, I swore Tony the secrecy. <laughs> but see, you can't live with the guilt. So. I can't. <laughs> she had to tell you. That makes her. Yeah. It's okay. I still love her. I'll give her whatever she I'll wants. I'll share with you. She's my elder, so I have to respect her. That's right. I'm going to use that today. (laughs) So tell us about these bars, and and I'm so excited. And you make all this stuff, like... In a kitchen, like obviously a commercial kitchen. <laughs> yes, we do. Everything is bespoke. It's all made mm-hmm. by hand. And I created it because I was doing nutrition coaching for for 12 years and was teaching people how to eat healthy, how to avoid disease. And then it was just like, oh my gosh, I may as well just make the food to give to people. <laughs> yeah, because, like this is exhausting to have to <sighs> tell people how to tell do it. Tell people they need to make something. My gosh, that's just so much work. <laughs> I mean, I like it way better if you make it. Oh, definitely. Sometimes you just got to take stuff into your own hands, guys, because you're not doing it right. I do. 
that I thought enough of this coaching yeah. thing. I mean, it was it was great to impact the lives of people who want to take the time to yeah. learn. Like people will spend more time learning about some random thing, right? Mm-hmm. Versus they're taking care of their own health. And after my father passed, that was actually two years ago. He got six, seven years ago, multiple myeloma, so it went through his entire body. I spent five years taking care of him. Mm-hmm. So to me, I was very motivated to mm-hmm. to do that. You know, it's like I really like I feel like I am on this earth to help lift people up, mm-hmm. help them get healthy, give mm-hmm. them shortcuts yeah. to be healthy, encourage mm-hmm. them, reward them. And um, just g- going through that, like I know that that's my, my purpose on this earth is to do that. And so I started my nutrition coaching business. I got my personal training certification. I taught uh, Revive Fitness for Women for 11 years. I've just mm-hmm. ended it when I w- became sick myself flat, mm-hmm. uh, about a year ago. And so I thought, okay, I need to, you know, make the food because people are just are not taking the time. And of course we all want like all, you know, not all plant-based, but the right amount of Mm -hmm. protein and like, Mm -hmm. what's that mix? And it's a lot to learn. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll just make the food. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so so I just started doing that. We're so glad you did. I was telling Jenny before, I think when we talked to her initially, we were saying that we travel quite a bit. And so I always find that like, my stomach just gets so jacked up. Like when I travel, like I always come home feeling like bloated and just crappy, you know, for a day after, because it's like, I'm not eating like I normally eat. And especially when you're, you know, running between airports and meetings, it's just impossible. So I'm super excited to try the bars. Thank you. That's great. And I'm going on a trip next week. So I'm taking it with me. Yeah. Because I'm like all about the gummy worms. (laughs) No, in the Hudson News. Where's the the snack mix and the gummy worms? Oh my god! And I get on a plane and And then then I get off. off I'm like, (laughs) she can't get her I'm like, why did I eat the whole bag? Well, I can tell you like the top few things that are like the most important for people. The first one is sleep. Mm, Like nutrition is important, but sleep is everything. And if you are not getting sleep, your body. I love me some sleep. The hormones, things start getting messed up. You get hungry. You you, you crave sugar because your body is like exhausted, right? So sleep is number one. Food quality is number two. Mm. And quantity of food is number three. Mm. So if you have We all know in America our quantities are like enough for a family of four. Totally huge. So even if you you're not getting sleep um, and you it like the food quality is like the most important yeah. thing right it just creates a whole cascade of things mm-hmm. that go on in our body so and then people are just more and more going grab and go and so yeah. when we are traveling yeah. or even if we're at home we don't have time or we don't take the time or we didn't meal prep or because it, it does it, it takes, takes an enormous mm-hmm. amount yeah. of time then the food products that I make are healthy and they are they're like balanced macros so they they keep your blood sugar level that's awesome so even i have people that have diabetic issues Mm -hmm. that that eat this and it also keeps you full so if you can regulate your blood sugar Mm -hmm. then you stay full for hours and it like the our our meal bars are only 175 calories something like that but it'll keep you full at least three hours and our protein oatmeal will keep people full and your blood sugar regulated and even for at least four hours well i think that's important too when you travel because it's you know, sometimes it's a time zone difference, right. yes. but then not even that it's like, you're not eating at normal times. Like I'm a very calculated eater. Like I really yes. do like my breakfast and, you know, lunch and dinner kind of thing. Definitely. But when I run into those time zones and then all of a sudden two is now four and I haven't eaten, but then I know I'm going to eat 
dinner. Like I need something to keep me from getting hangry between, you know, between four and six, you know? Exactly. And the thing that a lot of people don't realize, they think food is just food, but it, it's not just fuel. It creates these, all these chemical cascades Mm -hmm. of activities that go on in our bodies and it helps whether we're going to like keep muscle or lose muscle. Mm -hmm gain fat storage, right? So the food quality is so, so, so important. And when people skip food, they're actually losing muscle. Yeah. You know, they skip yeah. that meal, you, you lose muscle, and then your metabolism changes. Right. And I think that's why a lot of people, when they get into their 50s or 60s or 70s, they just get heavier and heavier because mm-hmm. their body composition is changing, mm-hmm. right? And their food quality may be changing yeah. too. Mm-hmm. So this is just something that I found, like whether you're traveling or not, like I have the protein oatmeal in the morning every morning. I have a bar in the afternoon. We got a sample of that too, which I'm super excited about. So good. Yeah, Um, that's awesome. So last question for you. I feel like I could talk, I feel like we could talk to her forever. We're going to have to have you on again because there's so much more that you don't know about Tony (laughs) and she's amazing. But I'm going to ask you any advice you would give to your 22 year old self. Oh my God. That's like our standard question lately. (laughs) I love that. Yes. I mean, I, I, I think that if I knew that it was okay to be me. Mm. Like I was just so self-critical, not having the supportive family when I was younger, Mm. going through a lot of just abuse, like parental abuse, Mm -hmm. um, the the tear gassing. I don't know if I told you about yeah, you that did. before, yeah. but just all these things that happened, our house burning down, there were just all these, all these activities. It was just very devastating. And I think if I, if I literally like had been in touch with God earlier, like mm-hmm. I know he's looking out for me this entire oh. time or I wouldn't be here, yeah. but I just never had that, um, that, that awareness of it. Yeah. And now that I do, I just feel so blessed. And I actually am, hearing God speak to me now mm-hmm. and and like the the stronger that that relationship is mm-hmm. the better off we all are to not just help ourselves but to help all of our brothers yeah. and sisters and i just think it's so huge because i i have all also heard like because i am clear audience yeah. i have heard the opposite i've heard literally um you don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You can't do this. You'll never. Yeah. I mean, I have heard that. I'm like, that is not God speaking yeah, to me. No, absolutely. And now I can discern. Yeah. yeah. I can discern. And mm. I'm like, God would never say that yeah, to me. No. Ever in a million years. Yeah, no. So I just it's I just amazing. think if 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 I had the of course we all will look back. If I had yeah. knowledge of yeah, I know right, now right, right. back then. <clears throat> but I just think like really just like be in touch, have quiet time. I think if if especially women, mm-hmm. we are pulled in so many different directions. Mm. If we are just quiet and listen, you'll be amazed what you hear. Oh yeah. No, I know. I think that's, that's amazing. What an amazing story you have. Thank you so much for joining us for two episodes. And of course we want to have you on again. Tell us where they can find you on social media. Oh yes, absolutely. So, uh, Facebook is Tony Julian and, uh, let's see, Instagram. I'm on Instagram as Tony's protein meals and where else? Um, on LinkedIn. What's your website? It's TonyJulian.com. Okay. Tino and I, not the Y. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us in 24 Karat Tribe. You know we love you. Go follow us on 24 Karat Conversations Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share and review. And until next time, sparkle on. Bye. 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 Bye.